to the honor and glory of God who by the word and through the spirit creates, redeems, and sanctifies us all. Amen. Y'all, it's Easter. <laughs> Easter is one of my favorite times of the church year. I remember it fondly because Easter was my introduction to the sacrament of baptism. I was baptized on Easter in 1973. And that began my walk of faith. I have been ordained for 26 years, and one of the great mysteries of ordained ministry for me and serving in parish ministry as I did for most of my ministry was the folks that showed up for Good Friday, but not for Easter. <laughs> I had several in every congregation who would show up for the great three hours of the service that we did for Good Friday but they never showed up for Easter. I remember talking to some of my colleagues about this, and apparently this is not an unusual occurrence. There are lots of folks who come to Good Friday but skip Easter, which makes no sense to me because Easter is the party, y'all. <laughs> but one of my uh, colleague said to me, you know, I think it's because as human beings, we understand Good Friday. Good Friday is a part of human experience. We as human beings understand how it feels to be betrayed. We understand suffering. We understand what it feels to experience injustice. We understand mortality. But Easter, Easter is a strange and unusual occurrence. Easter is so far outside human experience. Resurrection is so beyond what we know that to embrace Easter takes a lot of imagination. We have to imagine what resurrection is like. I thought about that. I thought and tried to imagine what is resurrection like. Now you can file this under the heading of TMI, too much information. But in my imagination, resurrection must be a little something like childbirth. Now I have to tell you that I am one of the fortunate individuals in the world who cannot benefit by the age of epidural pain relief. Due to a congenital defect in my back, I, I cannot have epidurals, which means that I endured every single contraction. And now you're looking at me going, woman, you have four children. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I will tell you that folks would say, well, you don't remember the pain of childbirth. Well, I remember it. I, I remember feeling like I was dying. I remember saying things that no child of God should say to another <laughs> child of God. 
I, I remember the agony. But what was different was when my baby, every single one of them, was placed in my hands. My mind, my body, my spirit was no longer attached to the pain and suffering. I beheld a miracle of life, and I knew that I was a changed person. I was transformed by the birth of every single one of my children. I imagine that resurrection has a little pain involved. I also imagine that there is grief involved in resurrection because you know yourself to be a different person and yet the world around you has not changed. You know that something amazing has happened and yet those around you might not understand it. We have to imagine what resurrection is, life is like because it is our proclamation of life in a death-centered world. It is our proclamation that each one of us, no matter what skin color we possess, no matter what gender identity we claim, no matter what language we speak or from which country we hail, we have been given a promise of life, not just survival, not just making it, but life, real life, abundant life. The promise of resurrection, so far outside our experience, is that we serve a God, an eternal, a loving God, who is neither indifferent to nor ignorant of our suffering and pain. We serve a God that calls us into something more than what this world has to offer. We have a God who through Christ has promised us that we need not fear the power of empire. We need not be co-opted by the world's hate. We need not succumb to the evil around us. Because we have been promised life. Some of you know about my recent experience at East High School. Maybe you saw the videos. But those videos could not begin to convey all I felt. All I felt as I watched police come into my child's school in flak jackets and weapons. Cannot convey what I felt in my spirit knowing that I was 30 yards and two minutes away from an active shooter. Cannot convey the absolute relief that I experienced when after almost three hours we re were released from the lockdown and I got to put my arms around my baby boy and then hear him say with all the antipathy that he could muster, oh mom, you're wearing your church gear. 
But I left that building changed. I left that building with a deep-seated unrest, an unrest about our world's, our nation's complicity in its relationship with handguns and weapons. I left praying for a world that loved its children more than its guns. I left with so much fury in my heart that all I could do for the next two hours was pray. And in my prayer, I realized that I may not understand fully what resurrection means, but I do know that there is a promise of a better life, a better life for all of God's beloved children. And where there is life, friends, there is hope. And where there is hope, there is strength and courage for each of us to stand up and to strive for justice and peace. Where there is life and where there is hope, there is the movement of the Holy Spirit calling us all into deepening relationship calling us all into the work of justice because justice is, as my friend the Bishop of Atlanta is fond of saying, justice is just love in street clothes. If there is any hope for us, it is in that Jesus has come and showed us the God of mercy, of grace, of loving kindness, and of justice. That Jesus has shown us that there is no such thing as expendable human beings. Jesus has shown us that we fail one another when we fail to reflect the love of Christ, to show forth his love in a broken and hurting world. We come into this baptized life not knowing what to expect, but promising that we will follow this Jesus wherever he goes. And the Jesus we follow is not ninja Jesus. It's not the Jesus that is telling us to take up arms. And if you're wondering when Jesus says those who live by the sword will die by the sword, you can substitute AR-15 for sword if you'd like. You can substitute Uzi for sword if you like. For any violence in this world will only beget more violence. And our only chance to manifest the kingdom of God is you and I committing to love like Jesus. To share that love. To share that hope. To proclaim to every child of God, that God has neither forsaken nor abandoned us, and that it is our job to be about the kingdom of God here and now. It's Easter, y'all. Christ is raised from the dead. Let that joy Fill your heart, even if you have no idea what it means, know that it's real. 
and it's for you. And that when we walk in love, we can proclaim to this world, power will not save us. Guns will not save us. Money will not save us because they cannot save us. All that can save us is the love, grace, and mercy of our living God. Amen.